Hello, everyone. Welcome to the regular exclusive with the dynamic duo, Jace and Renee. And oh, I got to apologize up front because my energy is very low because we just watched the 2017 The Mummy. And man, it, it's worse than I remember. Yeah, I'm not actually laughing. I'm crying still over here from having to watch that fucking thing again. <laughs> But I think we'll have fun and maybe it'll be okay when we like get it out of our systems because I felt like this movie just made me really mad. And I just Agreed. Kept, uh, like I just kept wanting to turn it off and I I tried like five times. So I'm with you there. You did you did that for us. Yeah, you were like, you can do it. I'm like, no, I don't think I can. And I'll watch I have a pretty low bar for movies I think we've established. So <laughs> That should tell you something. Not that anyone, I don't think I've ever seen a mummy defender from 2017, but never seen those. There's no Zach hashtag release the Snyder cut shit for the mummy. <laughs> hashtag so. lock it away forever. Yeah. Can we actually all have eternal sunshine of the spotless mind? Like that thing, like erase our memories. Yeah. But I, I think you're right. I think we are, I think we're going to have a real fun time shooting on that movie. I think it's it'll be, be healthy for us. I, I need it. But yeah, hello everyone. Welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, we should we should talk about other things that we actually enjoyed watching. <laughs> yes, actually, that would be wonderful because I think I will unfortunately have a lot to say about the mummy, but whatever. We have two mummies today. But before that, uh, what have you been up to this week? What you been watching? Anything good, bad, in between? Uh, yeah, actually. Um... It, well, it, I had a weird movie and two great movies. Um, yeah, I I watched this movie that came out on Netflix a couple months ago, actually, called Spiderhead. With I've heard of that. Chris Hemsworth um, and the Miles Turner guy from Top Gun. Teller. Miles Teller. Okay, but um, the the trailer looks really good. And also, it's really fun seeing Chris Hemsworth not have an accent. Like, it's really weird. But the yeah, the movie is really, really good and interesting until the end. The ending is just so weird. So I can, like, strongly recommend 85% of the movie. <laughs> and then the ending, you're just going to... What? <laughs> it's it's so bizarre. Interesting. Sometimes those are like things that you like think about later, rewatch it, and then you're like, huh, maybe it was weird, but I just I was expecting not that, and maybe that's why I didn't get it. But then sometimes you're like, no, that's just fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, it was a r interesting idea. It's like sci-fi e. I looked it up because it said spider head, and I thought this is a horror movie about a guy with a spider head, and I might watch that. And then I realized that is not at all what the plot is, right? I don't even know what it is about, but when I tuned out as soon as I heard it's not a guy with a spider head, because that's a movie I would watch. Yeah. It'd be horrifying, but I'd watch it. But what is this actually about? Because I don't think I ever found that out. It's almost kind of like a Black Mirror kind of vibe. It's a prison where the prisoners have this like implant in their back and Chris Hemsworth runs this prison and they can control like these, uh, these drugs that are administered that make you essentially feel different emotions. So it's like a science test 
with this stuff and then things just start to get weird which is you know the plot and then the ending is just confusing um not in like a oh this is so smart kind of way it's more just like you can spoil it for me i don't care i don't even know how to i don't even know how to spoil it like that's the thing like yeah anyway it i mean i recommend watching it just know the ending is going to confuse you um yeah it's just weird i've never like experienced a movie i feel like that i was like really into the whole thing until the very end and then i was just like huh it was it was odd it, it sarah watched it with me and she had the exact same response like well, that that took a weird turn um but then i i watched a, a classic 40 year old virgin oh yeah it needed to pick me up <laughs> hey, uh, it's like just the best movie like it's so fun it's just a great rewatch for sure we're eventually going to do an episode on the 40-year-old virgin. I mean, we kind of have to just for the the fact that it is one of the most defining moments in cinema history. Like, The Office might not be a thing without that movie. That's TV history, but correct. I know, but everyone in the world has seen The Office, and they yeah. love it. Can you imagine a world without The Office? No, it'd be a bleak, horrible hellscape. No way. <laughs> <laughs> That's, are you kidding? <laughs> yeah, and then the um, the other thing I watched, uh, hadn't rewatched it in a while, so it was great. Uh, Crazy Stupid Love. Ah, Steve Carell, is that the connecting thread? Why I, you I guess so, <laughs> unintentionally. Uh Crazy Stupid Love is so good. And like really Ryan, good. And like Ryan Gosling, it's such a great role for him because like he normally plays like a super serious character. And in this, he is he's hilarious. He's so funny. Him and Emma Stone, I'm just like, can they? I mean, they're so perfect together. Every time that they are like a couple, they just are great. They have mm-hmm. such good chemistry and they're funny too. Like they're just perfect. And I would never have imagined that Ryan Gosling and Steve Carell have comedic chemistry, but like they're so funny when they go shopping and he, he's like, he says something like, well, how about we just go to Target? And he just slaps him. He's like, be better. Or it's the gap. He says, be better than the gap. Yeah. I mean, that whole movie is just so good. And it's one of those crazy movies that has like a twist in it that you're just like, holy shit, that was not the movie that I thought I signed up for. Yeah. Oh, and then uh, Marisa Tomei, Heat Check. She's amazing. Marisa, whoa. What's that? (laughs) It's Marissa. Marissa, Marisa? I don't know. You ever saw the Seinfeld episode where George is like trying to date, uh, like, because she's like super into like really short bald guys? So he's trying to date Marissa Tomei. Yeah. (laughs) And like he finally misses her call and he's always like, Marissa Tomei. It's really funny. Anyway. Oh man. Well, what 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 have you been watching? I watched uh, all new things this week, except for one was a rewatch. But the most recent I put at the top because I was beyond thrilled to watch this uh, was Beast, the new movie with Idris Elba and the Lion. Oh, you went and saw that? Oh no, I bought it on my Prime. It was <laughs> oh available gosh. to rent. <laughs> Or buy for like $4 more. So I just was like, 25 bucks. Yeah, I'm getting my money back. I'm like, this is a great movie. I already know it's going to be. I love a good creature feature. Like that's just, 
all I need to know about that movie is it's Idris Elba against a lion. Like, it's just perfect. It's like, it's great. It was like Cujo, but with a giant fucking lion. And Idris Elba fucking takes the lion on one-on-one at the end. He's fucking throwing punches. I mean, that lion's like fucking destroying him. But man, it is a wonderful movie. And it has the guy from, uh, what's that? Fucking District 9. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, the main guy from that, he's uh, like their tour guide or whatever. And I just always love to see him. I think he's just great. I really oh. enjoy whenever I, whenever he pops up. Because I thought he was so good in District 9. He's amazing in the A-team with Liam Neeson and Bradley Cooper. I thought you were going to be sarcastic. I never saw that. Everyone said oh, it was total it's, shit. No, it's so good. It's, really? It's so good. I, I watched it I watched it a couple months ago, and it's so funny. It's highly highest of recommendations wow okay well like it's a it's a good time movie yeah like if you go in expecting an oscar like that's on you believe a- me that is not what i go in expecting nowadays or in general because i just feel like you're just gonna be upset all the time like, like why a, not just expect nothing a ufc fighter takes mr t's role okay that's that's all you need to know a ufc fighter is a main character but Liam Neeson, Bradley Cooper. It, it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I fucking love Bradley Cooper and everything. I don't care. I'll watch him and whatever. But uh, yeah, that I'll check it out. That sounds like a fun watch. Uh, another fun watch that I would say is not like, oh, this is the best movie I've ever seen. But it is purely entertaining and also just like really great was Elvis. That is now on HBO mm. Max. And I just watched that. And holy shit, I fucking loved it. It's like, on the list. I, I want to watch it. It's a long ass movie, but it's like, yeah, it's it's super, super long, but it's worth like sticking around like, okay, Nolan, my boyfriend, he hates those uh, musical biopics. I mean, he hates music in general. He's the weirdo. He's neat. <laughs> you know what I mean? He just like doesn't really like, he especially hates musicals and musical like biopics. So he stayed up late to finish this movie, if that tells you anything. Wow. But it was just really fun. And also like Austin Butler is just perfect as Elvis Presley. And I just think it's interesting and it's fucking nuts that he like got thrown in jail for shaking his hips. It's crazy. <laughs> that was like insane to me. I was like, this can't be fucking real. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. I want to see that movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's for free right now on HBO Max if you have that. So it's it's definitely worth a watch. I would recommend that one. It's fun. It's not the greatest I still think uh, the movie about Elton John that mm-hmm. came out, uh, Man, yeah. that is like my favorite biopic musical. I need to see that. As long as it's not Bohemian Rhapsody. No, God, no. No, no fuck nothing. that movie. Yeah, fuck that fucking movie. Um, but no, so then the other thing I watched, which kind of like spy, did like another like, you know, deep dive as I do my whole life. I told you, I'm not lying. It's a, my whole life is a deep dive. Um <laughs> I started with this movie that I heard a bunch of people talking about called Joyride from Hmm. 2001. Have you ever heard of it? Oh, throwback. Yeah. It was an on-the-road horror movie with like a truck driver, CB radio, and they pissed this guy off whose name is uh, Rusty Nail. And then he like comes after Classic. Yeah, and it's got, um, but it's Paul Walker. And it came out right the same year as uh, Fantastic, or sorry, Fantastic Four. Excuse me. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Fast and the Furious. <laughs> I'm just like, I I can't bring myself to say fan, the, 
But I just did it again. I can't bring myself to say Fast and the Furious. I hate movies. <laughs> I can't do it. Your body is rejecting it. <laughs> rejecting the word, man. But I was like, it's crazy that he did do both those movies. And he's also like driving and Steve Zahn plays his brother. And I mean, it's just, it's a good movie. It's like a fun, I love horror movies where people are driving on the highway. And that that's what got me into this downward spiral where I was like, I'm going to watch all of these movies now that are like this. Because I like enjoyed this one so much and I hadn't seen it. So I went back and watched The Hitcher. Have you ever I... seen either of those? There's like, I watched the remake from 2007 with, with Sean with Bean. Sean always dies Bean. Yep. And yeah. uh, what's her face? I can't think of her name. Anyways, uh, we'll just cut that out. And uh... <laughs> with someone oh, else. So it's Sophia Bush. Okay. Sophia Bush. I recovered. Um, and then it. I watched the original because everyone says that the new one sucks. And I was like, that's the only one I'd ever seen. And then I watched the original from 1986. That mm. was pretty good actually like i highly recommend the original i think it's a lot better okay it's definitely like a psychological thriller kind of a thing okay. it's not as much of like what i thought like you know when you see like Je like jeepers creepers is the other one um that is another good highway horror movie but okay. it's a little bit different than those two i thought it was going to be more of like a slasher kind of thing but it's more of like a psychological torment shit mm. It's good. I'd recommend nice. it. I'd recommend the original. The new one's not bad, but it's basically the same. So what's the point? Yeah. But yeah, that's pretty much... I mean, there's probably more I could add, but that's like... <laughs> I'm most excited about Beast this week. I, I recommend that shit. Buy it. <laughs> Why not? It's a fun watch. All right. Well, I'll, I'll take it into consideration. But all right, let's let's take a deep breath and let's, let's get into this monstrosity of a movie. The yes. Mummy with Tom Cruise. Let's take a break. Dead. Dead. No. But you're gonna wish you were. All right, everyone. Let's just take one quick second. Let's all just unify. Let's sync up together and just prepare to hate this movie because, man, is, is, it a, is it just a bummer? It is yeah. You said you said it in the in in the previous segment like you have you have a a pretty high high tolerance for bad movies and I yeah. feel like I'm right there with you. And this movie just I couldn't enjoy any part of it. Nope. Like at, some bad movies are fun because you can laugh at them at how ridiculous they are. Like our first episode, Ble Deep Blue Sea. Like, okay, I was like, this movie is so dumb, but I had a good time watching it because <laughs> we just laughed at it. Okay. There's nothing to even laugh at in this movie. It's so bad. <laughs> All right. Anyway, plot of this movie is there's an old mummy and they they dig it up and it haunts them and bad things happen. But it's not like the other one. <laughs> it's it's not. I mean, it's the not like real the good mummy. The real plot of this movie is how do we set up the other movies? God. So this was 2017. Just for some reference, other movies that year was Star Wars, The Last Jedi, Wonder Woman, Get Out, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, uh, Thor Ragnarok. It. It. Oh, yeah. It. You know, there's a lot of big movies that, that came out. A lot of franchises. A lot of weird supernatural stuff going on and this is the one movie that just did everything wrong 
in that mm-hmm. year. <laughs> so the the budget for this movie was $125 million. And worldwide, it actually did okay. It did like $409 million. But it was a total failure because domestically in the U.S., it did like $80 million. So it didn't even make its money back up there. Just the whole U.S. is just like, nope, we're not here for this. We love Brendan Fraser. We're out. Yeah, this really was an abomination. I think when it when it came out, everyone was just like, no, thank you. I I would not like any more of this. I'm not going to pretend like I support this in any way. Good for us. We all agreed on something, which is rare. Yeah, it's just uh, it's just universal getting greedy. And they're like, we need a franchise. Everybody's doing it. Let's do one. Why not? How hard could it be? (laughs) Justice League totally didn't come out this year also in bomb. Um, Exactly. It's like you can have the greatest cast imaginable. But if you have a shit fucking movie, no one cares. And shit characters that. Yeah, sure. You're relying on us liking the old versions. But I mean. Those were a long ass time ago. I think people are going to be holding you up to a higher standard with these movies. And <laughs> yeah. even me at my low standard, I'm upset. <laughs> oh, it's 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 so bad. Uh, Renee, I was going to ask you. So, I mean, this movie was they were setting this movie up to set up an entire universe. Cinematic universe. That idea died with this movie. Is this movie the biggest failure I mean, yeah, I feel like because it was like had such stakes that they were writing on and because they had already announced it before they did anything with it. It was like, you know, yeah. Marvel started with I mean, they started with other stuff. But like when Iron Man came out, then they were like, OK, now we're going to do this. Right. Or like we're going to mm. they maybe tease something in a post credit. I don't remember. Yeah. But I have a feeling that they did not set up half of the fucking world building that this movie tried to do and failed. Because, sure, these guys, these characters are cool, but, like, give me the Stephen King cinematic universe. That has some good shit to it. These characters, it's like, I, I mean, I, I didn't watch the oldest ones where they all interacted, but, I mean, I can't imagine that this is going to be a great idea. I'm very happy that this was canceled, although very bummed that we don't get to see Johnny Depp as the Invisible Man. I know we wouldn't technically see his face the whole time, but... Man, I think he would kill it no matter what. So that yeah. that was kind of a bummer, but that's not surprising coming from you. I know you I'm. I love that, but I think it's like they had um, Javier Bardem cast as Frankenstein, the mm-hmm. monster, and then Angelina Jolie was going to be the bride of Frankenstein, and it was going to be directed by I think um, Bill Condon, who directed Beauty and the Beast, and. Uh, but yeah. did not end up happening. That one got canceled pretty much right after this one. Like it was really quick and swift. They just shut down all of it and they they just were like, no. <laughs> it was like almost immediate. Like I remember yeah. there being like a vanity fair. Like mm-hmm. there was this whole photoshopped image of all of them together. None of them were in the same place, which is yeah. hilarious. They couldn't even get the cast together. Yeah, then it's just like, nope, we're done with that. And yeah, like yeah. they they already had they already had other movies playing like uh, Creature of the Black Lagoon, The yep. Wolfman, Van Helsing, Dracula, and then I guess some movie called Dark Army, which was going to be the Avengers where they all come together, mm-hmm. I guess. Like, this is like the ultimate example of putting the cart before the horse. Like, 100%. Banking on a cinematic universe before you've even like established that anybody wants that or even likes what the fuck you're doing. You know, Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter 
Game of Thrones. It's like they started and it wasn't like the the HBO was like, Game of Thrones, let's give you eight seasons right off the bat. It's like, no, we'll give them one. We'll see what happens. You wait and see what people fucking think before you start building a cinematic universe. Because, I mean, I granted they all just canceled everything before it really started, it sounds like. But I'm actually really happy with the reason or the fact that it it ended right away and that they were able to then workshop with um, Blumhouse the like they partnered with them on the horror movies or the horror characters that they were going to use so the invisible man in 2020 which was incredible i loved it It was such a cool different twist of like what you think that story would be and we're also getting the upcoming like horror comedy renfield which is about uh dracula's assistant and nick cage is playing dracula and it's amazing Mm. Mm. i'm in and then we are also getting the Wolfman starring Ryan Gosling. So, but yeah, I think overall, I'm just like happy that this whole thing was, I mean, if if they were in any way going to be close to the quality of this movie, this is a very <laughs> good thing that Tom Cruise was let loose and ruined this movie for everyone. Yeah, it, it's a real like they're a phoenix is coming out of the ashes with them not doing this whole universe thing. Yeah, they really like were able to recover, which is cool. I mean, like there's I can't think of another place that's like or another thing that's tried to start and just fucked it up so yeah. quick with one movie. I mean, usually it's like they at least do a few. It's, <laughs> it's funny to me how it seems like they forgot how to to do ensemble like large cast movies like i'm the first two things that pop up to my head that just like hey from the very beginning we have a large cast and we establish all the characters and it works is lord of the rings Mm -hmm. like they they nail it they don't need an individual movie for all of them and then also like oceans 11 yeah and also like oceans 8 like yeah they have these big casts game of thrones they develop all the characters. Totally. It's like, you don't need to build up to it. It's like, did we just forget how to do that? Or maybe that's just how exceptional those movies are. Um. I mean, yeah, I think it's also like the people who are putting that shit together, right? Because like the whole thing. And I think I think before we get into anything, I was just going to tell you how I think we should maybe go about this movie. Okay, please do, because I have no idea how. How how we should approach this monster dumpster fire. Yeah, we might just end up yelling at each other for a long time and not even like mad at each other, but just like screaming at a wall, like in an insane asylum kind of yelling. <laughs> so I was thinking to avoid that, although that might be entertaining, um, is like I have a general question and I figured there's like a few categories that would maybe cover all of the aspects of the movie. So we can just kind of get it out of our system. So my question is, like, what is the worst thing about this movie? Because I think we can both agree it's just awful in every way. So there's there's going to be, like, a few things, I think, that stand out. We can talk about which of those. We can talk about each of them and then maybe which one is the worst. What really ruins the movie? I love it. So you're saying we just list all the things we hate about this movie. I'm in. <laughs> okay. I mean, basically, yeah, but we're going we're gonna to make it fun and categorized <laughs> if that works. <laughs> I don't know if I could pick one thing that I hate the most. I think it's just a culmination of hate. I mean, it really is. But I know for sure that there's like, I mean, yeah, I would say everything on this list. But okay. so my categories are like story in general. Okay, let's start there. Okay. All right. Story. Let's talk about it. I'll kick us off on the story. Um, I hated that this movie took place pretty much entirely in London. I, yeah. I, I know I'm biased towards, you know, 
the Frasian Fraser laser, but the Fraser laser, Fraser laser. It's what he's called. Is that what he's Brendan Fraser? I the love Fraser Brent. Laser. We'll talk about how much we yeah, love him, but yeah. But, but yeah, you're right. I'm biased, but I love that that movie is in the desert and you, mm-hmm. like it all takes place there. As it fucking should be. This movie's in the desert for 15 minutes and then it's, it's just in London the whole time. I hated it. It's because of the universe building that they're doing in that trying to bring in Jacqueline Hyde and oh, he's only in London. So how do we work that into the story? It's like this should be a story about a fucking mummy, first off. And the mummy's like barely in the movie, which yeah. the story just makes no goddamn sense. And it's not even like it. It's like a shit, shitty fucking version of the 1999, the the mummy, because they do dig up a mummy and it causes havoc. And there's a whole thing. And there's a, an attempt to sacrifice. So like those are like three points that I would say, sure, that it's there. But then it's just populated with different tones and weird things and Tom Cruise and like too much of it. It's just all a mixed pot of shit that I don't want to see. It's all over the place. And like even how they handle like discovering the mummy and like they call in an airstrike and then it opens the tomb and they're in there and they're like, Oh, what's going on? And then Tom Cruise is just like, I'm going to shoot this thing. Mm hmm. I'm just going to shoot it. And then he shoots the rope and then it explodes everywhere. And he's basically, I mean, I think, well, I think I might just say that he's probably the worst thing about this movie that makes it just unbearable for me. And I do love Tom Cruise. Okay. Don't get me wrong here. I I love that man, but uh, not in real life. I like him as an actor. I think he's great. But this movie, just my God, it's it's just too much. It's bad. Also, I, I hated this movie. Like I felt offended while I was watching this movie because the entire movie treats me like I'm an idiot. Mm -hmm. It tells me everything that's going to happen like well before it happens. So there's no reveal of anything. There's no aha moment. There's no buildup. It's just like, here's, Oh, this is the scene coming up. Here's what we're going to tell you in this scene. And so then it's just going to make everything super flat. Yeah. A hundred percent. I, it, exactly. it drove it drove me insane. Yeah, <laughs> it was it, pretty upsetting. As as you and I have talked about before, like we love movies where the director trusts the audience mm-hmm. to put the pieces together. And like there was one scene where after Tom Cruise survived the plane crash, or sorry, he died and then came back to life. I don't care. But by, by the way, <laughs> by the way, uh, Tom Cruise. Did all of his own stunts in this movie? No he shit. Did, he always does he that. did yeah. survive a plane crash. Yeah, I real story. Did. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he now also is a god. But uh, I heard that that really <laughs> happened at the end. It, when, like, it, it, it's crazy. And Guys, insane. But yeah, there's like a scene where she, where um, where Anna Annabelle. What what what's that actress's name? Annabelle Wallace. Annabelle Wallace. She's explaining what the deal is with the knife and the rock and the entire time she's doing it. They're just replaying the scenes that they used in the exposition at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, why, why, why do we, why can't we put this together? Like, why yeah. can't we discover this information? It was just so annoying. Yeah. I totally agree with you on that. It's just, 
there's just nothing that makes sense. They just really ruined. They didn't make a new story, which would have been cool. It was like they took the skeleton bones of the old story and were like, how can we convolute this and make it fucking horrible? And that they achieved it, I guess. But they're like, how do we remake that beloved 1999 adventure movie? Well, there's a mummy. There's an action hero. And then there's a woman. Yeah, that's it. Nailed it. That that's that's all that movie is. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's pretty fucking stupid. And that's like kind of brings me to the second point, which is. Uh, the second possible worst thing, which could be the characters. Because I do think that all the characters are not great. There's like, I mean, I think the only good thing about this movie is like the mummy. She's cool. She does a great job and she looks fucking sick. She's great. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Literally, She's not in the, the movie at all, though. <laughs> literally, the only thing, only good thing I have to say about this movie is they nailed the de- the character design. Like mm-hmm. her covered in the tattoos and it like her cool. pupils. She looked awesome. Like she looked like a villain. It was great. And then yeah, like she she did barely does anything. And also, yeah, characters are terrible in this movie. All I over would, the place. I would argue there is not a single important character in this movie. Everyone is not even Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah, like he he is a pure quantity not quality play there's just quantity of him there's no quality i mean i think he's in every scene <laughs> i could be wrong but i'm pretty sure maybe except for the exposition he's in literally every scene of this movie and i just it's a lot it's all thought like this is like tom cruise directing himself in a movie i feel like because that's basically i mean that's the next point but i will say besides him i really hate his friend well yeah justice for jake johnson what is he doing in this movie he's doing absolutely nothing even after he dies and becomes a ghost he's he's in one scene as a ghost i'm sorry okay not okay look at me look at my face i'm cursed nick and you're cursed yeah then he's alive at the end that really upset me because i'm like okay that's weird. Is this? I don't understand this. Did any of this happen? Is, are they just back in the desert at the beginning of the movie? I can't really tell. It just felt silly and stupid. And then, yeah, at the very end, what the fuck is he doing back? Not an explanation. He just says, "Hey, thanks for bringing me back to life." <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, that's how you're gonna explain it, huh? This is a Harry Potter. You can't just say, oh, well, magic.' You know, it's like that's how I feel like Harry Potter can get away with so much shit because they can just say." Oh, that's not a continuity error. That's just magic. <laughs> you know, anything yeah. that might make you disbelief, you're like, well, I, there's magic here. Okay. This movie, there might be some mummy Egyptian magic, but <laughs> nothing that would make any sense for him bringing him back. I thought that so, there was some sort of ritual in another body that had to be had. He didn't yeah. even have the body on him. <laughs> that's, that is very true. Yeah. He could still be a ghost, though. I guess we don't know. I guess he's just not a zombie ghost anymore. So I have I have a theory that there is a ton of Jake Johnson film that was cut from this movie because Tom Cruise invited Jake Johnson to train with him at his private facility for all of the stunts that they were going to do. And I'm like, I'm like, you mean the opening bit, like the bit where he's running upstairs, like 
you to train for those stunts. Also, Jake Johnson holding the gun, he just clearly looked like he had no idea what to do. Is really funny. But <laughs> I was like, okay, so there's one scene of anything that resembles a stunt, but you train for, they trained for four and a half months. Yeah. And I'm like, there has to be just a ton I'm sure of, there of is. cut footage that actually like pieces together some kind of a story. Cause in this, no, it's just, it just more seems action like... sequences. If they cut it out, it's gotta be worse than whatever's in the movie. If you think about it that way. So who knows? <laughs> but it, it just seems like they wrote him into the movie and then forgot. And then at the end, they're like, Oh, remember that guy? We should bring him back. Yeah. We liked him. People like this guy, right? We'll bring him back. I mean, I like him a lot as an actor, but yeah, this he's, movie, he's, it's, he's, the wor- he's the worst person for this part. Am I supposed to feel like bad for him at any point or like scared of him or be like, oh, good. I'm glad he's back. Like, I don't give a fuck. I barely he was an idiot for even being with this guy. Like like Tom Cruise's character, I'm pretty sure, is a psychopath. <laughs> I think we're we're supposed to assume so that leads me into my overarching anger about the characters in this. Mm-hmm. We don't learn a thing about anyone in this movie. There is zero character development the yeah. entire movie. The defining character trait that we learn about Tom Cruise in this movie is that he has premature ejaculation problems. That's, that is the one thing we learn about his character the entire movie. Even Russell Crowe like has a file and he's like a decorated soldier. And he's like, it doesn't matter. It's true. Yeah. (laughs) That's what they did with the character storylines. It doesn't matter. It's because Tom Cruise is the character. Like, that's the thing. The character is Tom Cruise. He's playing all the hits of a Tom Cruise character, but in the worst possible movie. Like, there's just no... This is not the Tom Cruise movie that the fact that they wanted him in this movie. I read that they made all the like. So the decision for this movie obviously was based off Marvel stuff. But they said, you know, people love superheroes. But these guys, these villains, they're going to be like gray characters, morally gray, you know, because they're villains. So so they'll be like not your typical handsome superhero. And I'm like, and then you fucking cast Tom Cruise. What are you doing? (laughs) What the fuck do you think you're doing? I mean, Jesus Christ. He was 55 when this movie came out. And in the script, because, okay, this is the third point I have. It's Tom Cruise. I think we need to get there because there's too much about him that I have to say. But, I mean, first off, he just really doesn't fucking belong in a horror movie unless he's playing himself in real life. (laughs) Then I would be terrified. But as an actor, he has no idea how to be in this movie. Half the time on screen, I feel like he's not even paying attention to whatever anyone's saying. I had the same thought. And they're all trying to explain to him this mummy shit. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I don't care. Whatever. And it's like, he's just like, I'm sure he's just fucking ad-libbing. Like, I don't need to learn all that jargon. I'm just telling you the 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 the, the letters that they wrote, they said <laughs> bad stuff. Like, it's like, okay, dude. And then, like, even when, like, fucking uh dr jackal mr hyde is even explaining things to him he's like yeah yeah like he's not even looking at him he's like looking at shit around the room i'm like (laughs) are you fucking kidding me this guy's literally explaining everything right now it's like he doesn't even care and then also the fact that he like basically i read that he had 100 percent creative control over this whole movie so he had to approve the director the scripts he picked the writers to like come in and rewrite it and literally in the script his character is described as a young man and he okay. 
chose them to write it for knowing that he's in it. And it was like a young man. And then I'm just like, this is why they just do whatever he does in movies. He's like, let's add another action sequence, but it'll be a real plane. So it'll be cool. Like nobody <laughs> cares. Okay. Like, sure. It's great when you do it with mission impossible. Cause people, I guess, still like those movies, but that's where I'm cutting myself off. Please go. <laughs> this leads me to a theory that I have. I think this whole movie, like, as we've already established, there's no plot. Like, the story doesn't matter. I really think the whole movie, they are trying to get the audience to actually believe that Tom Cruise is a 30-year-old man. It's what they're trying. That's how he does it in all of his movies. He's still doing this crazy shit to prove that he's still alive. It's like, we get it. Hear, hear me out. I have evidence. Okay. I've right. listed this out. List okay. It out. The first thing is the character, what their profession is. We learned at the very beginning, they are recon soldiers that are going I don't even know off. What that is, though. They're going <laughs> off book. I Googled average age of a recon soldier, it's between 27 and 30 years old. <laughs> I mean, right? It's like, it's crazy. Tom Cruise is 55 in this movie. Okay. And then the second thing is that <laughs> Jake Johnson is supposed to be like his partner. He's like his soldier partner buddy slash yeah. best friend. Mm -hmm. Jake Johnson is was like 39. Jake Johnson can pull off a 30-year-old. Yeah. Tom Cruise clearly does not look like a 30-year-old. So the fact that they're pairing them together in the same job, their peers, it's like, okay, again, trying to make us think, oh, yeah, we're cool. That's the main point of this movie, I think, is so that by the end of it, you come away thinking that not only is Tom Cruise in his 30s, but he's immortal, I think, is, is, is the whole point of the plot of the whole movie. The fact that he goes, I, he's probably like, I don't give a fuck if this universe continues after me. I'm going to fucking destroy it and make it Tom Cruise cinematic universe. Mm -hmm. Also, uh, Annabelle Wallace, she was 33 when this movie came out. So... I don't see Annabelle Wallace banging a 50-year-old guy in yeah, reality. Hollywood does that. They've been doing it for 100%, years. They do. I just learned that Sam Neill was 20 years older than Laura Dern when they filmed Jurassic Park. And I was like, wow, <laughs> yeah. that is fucking crazy. Like, he was like 40 and she's like 20. I'm like, what the fuck? Also, okay, the way he drinks after the plane crash, he's just taking shots, okay? Like a young man, not a 55-year-old <laughs> in the 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 Jekyll Hyde scene he says two things he says the prophecy is that she would pick an ideal ideally conditioned specimen kind the of perfect thing perfect specimen yeah that thing and then also when they fight he says he says i may be an old man and you may be a young man but you should fear people like me or something russell crowe is 2 years younger yeah than oh i know yeah, I think you're I think you're right. I think the the point of this movie is for us to believe that Tom Cruise is immortal and That's he, all just, he, wants, he always will be. But yeah. okay, is the is the next point was it how they tried to set up all the movies or did or did you have a, something else? I do have one more thing. I have two okay. more things before that if that's okay. Okay. Dr. Jackal and Mr. Hyde, technically a character, so this can just continue in in that conversation, but specifically the fact that that he's not even a universal monster, right? So, like, they just shoehorned him into this movie. He's the reason that everything was probably in fucking London, right? And 
it's like they turned him into like some Nick Fury kind of fucking character and not even like who he was. And his transformation was fucking bullshit. Yeah. I was God. so upset by that. He wasn't even, he was just Russell Crowe with some CGI. That was <laughs> bullshit. It was just like some veins and some eye color changes and like, that's it. And he was at a different accent. I'm offering you a partnership. You, evil incarnate, me, your good friend Eddie Hyde. So I, as I was watching this, I had an idea that I wanted to run by you. I think this makes the movie better. I don't think it makes it a better movie. Like, this is not make it a good movie. I just think this idea is good. Okay. I thought you were about to say Russell Crowe makes this a better movie. No. I was about to say that is the opposite of what I'm trying to say right now. No. <laughs> this kind of goes back to what I was saying in the earlier point of, I hate how they just explain like they tell you what's going to happen way before it happens and so there's just no reveal there's no oh wow kind of thing mm -hmm. i actually think this would have been really interesting if we didn't know that he was dr jekyll yeah if they kept everything the same but they took out any part where he's like dr jekyll or when he puts his hand on the scanner and so it shows doctor like if they just cut that out and we as the audience are like what's up with this dude it's again, they're just jumping the gun. They're excited yeah. about everything else, but not like one thing at a time. Even if the movie kind of sucks, it would have been cool if at like the end of that scene, like the last scene that you see of 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 um, Dr. Jekyll, like they fight and they stabs him. If you saw something mm -hmm. that said Dr. Jekyll or, yeah. or something like that, that would have been like, oh, I didn't know this was yeah a thing and then they went on and finished the movie that would have been a cool tease but the fact that they tell you the moment that you get there hey this is dr jekyll it's like yeah well i don't know what to do with that now this is just now i know what's going on nothing is interesting but if i didn't know and i'm like why is he injecting himself with this stuff why is he like twitching and like it would have been interesting and maybe i would have been like is this Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde? Like, huh. But the fact that they just tell you there's just no interest anymore. I'm just like, oh. Yeah. But yeah, th it's just so much connected. Like, yeah, they just tried to set up 20 different movies. Mm-hmm. It's like... Without even thinking about this first one. Yeah, I'm like, you guys haven't even set up the plot for this movie. Like, what? That's what I'm saying. It's like, they didn't make Nick Fury the, like, the second main character, third main character in fucking Iron Man. He was like a post credit scene. Yeah, they teased him. Yeah, they teased him. Exactly. So that, that whole part of it. And then I think that leads into my final point, which is just that none of this is scary. Nothing about Agreed. this is scary. And Agreed. that's, besides the Tom Cruise of it all, I mean, I think they go hand in like Tom Cruise go is terrifying in real life. Well, he's terrifying <laughs> in real life. Again, he would be great in a documentary. He'd be horrifying. But in this movie, it's like he's just not the person that you want to see in a fucking superhero. Or sorry, he's a superhero character that like I wouldn't want to see him in a horror movie. And even if like I think without him, maybe they could have made it a little scarier. He probably like wanted to. It sounds like he wanted this to be like an adventure action movie when it's really more of like a adventure horror movie you know there should be a lot of good scares that's the problem with this movie is that they just can't figure out the tone like there's all, all these all like the random like comedy like jokes that are yeah. supposed to happen in weird moments it's just like what? awkward yeah and then it's like they butcher a fucking scene with a bunch of spiders that is not <laughs> even scary and you'd think 
How the fuck do you waste that opportunity? Spiders are universally, people are like, yeah, those things look fucking terrifying when they scurry and shit. And I was just like, eh, whatever. I mean, the 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 1999 mummy is a, like a pure action adventure with some horror. scares in it. It's a like a a horror adventure, I would say. That's scarier. But like that movie balances tone a hundred times better than yeah. this movie. This movie, honestly, they should have just like committed to it being a horror movie because the mummy was terrifying. Her design was awesome. Yeah. But like if if they at least just like committed to making a horror movie like an homage to the first mummy you know back in the 70s or whenever it was okay it was like the 30s but yeah okay well that's what i'm saying it's been a long ass time clearly i haven't watched it but if they just stuck to a horror a true horror thing it would have been way way more interesting this is just a mess it's just a personality you know identity crisis I really just hated this movie. That's like everything that I just was like, I think it's all just shitty. Everything about it is the worst (laughs) thing about it. I think that's the summary of the movie. Does any one of these things, do you hate one of them more than the other? Because to me, it's just a, a, it's a a recipe of hate in my mind. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm just, as a true horror fan, I think I'm most upset that there's nothing scary about this movie because that's literally the only selling point anymore for me. If it's like a total shit movie, if it at least is creepy in any way, I'm okay with it. If it manages Mm. to scare me at least once, I'll be a little easier on it. But that, and then just the fact that like at the end of the movie, it's like they try to tell you what the movie was about. And I'm like, was it? I don't fucking think any of this is correct. Like, they're like, oh, sometimes it takes a monster to fight a monster. It's like, oh, does it? Like, yeah. so fucking stupid. Okay, <laughs> that was the ending line of the Chronicles of Riddick. So yeah. you and can then, just rip that off. And then, but that's like the Jackal Hyde, and he's saying it so seriously. And then Tom Cruise is just acting like he doesn't give a fuck about anything. And his last line is, come on, where's your sense of adventure? And it's like, is that what this movie was? Because it felt like I was doing chores. Like, or at detention. It did not feel like a fucking adventure. <laughs> come on, my friend. Where's your sense of adventure? I, if I had to pick one of them, I think it would be the characters because, like I said, there's nothing that we learn about these characters. And my favorite part of the of the good mummy, let's just call mm-hmm. it the good one because this is yeah. obviously the bad one, is the characters in the good mummy are great. They are well written. They they develop. We learn about them, and it's just great. Even if the CGI is bad or some things are kind of corny. Yeah. The characters are great and they develop and it's, and it, it's great. And what makes it age so well. So how about we just switch over to that? Let's have some fun. Yeah. Let's <laughs> talk about something good. <laughs> smashing Dave the start of an adventure, eh, O'Connell? Yeah. Yeah, smashing. All right. Let's talk about The Good Mummy, the one that's worth rewatching, the one that brings joy to so many people, not the one that just gives us a headache. Uh, We're talking about the 1999 Mummy with Brendan Fraser, Rachel Wise. Is it Weiss or Wise? Wise. Wise. Okay. I I think. Fuck. I I don't know. But I think you're right. Ever since Rihanna became Rihanna, I'm just like, oh, I don't know names anymore. Is she Rihanna now? 
she's she's been Rihanna for a couple of years now, I think. Oh, I don't know. Cool. I don't care. I don't have a problem. <laughs> if someone wants to change their name or whatever they want to change it to, I'll call you whatever you want. But yeah, Rachel Wise, I think it's wise. I don't know. Actually, her well, I'm assuming she didn't take her husband's name because her husband is Daniel Craig. So maybe she's Rachel Craig now. <laughs> wise Craig. Wise Craig. Ooh, like a wise crack. I like that. Let's okay, let's call her Rachel Wise Crack. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Um, so yeah, 1999, uh, budget for this movie was $80 million. Uh, and in the U S grossed over 150 million. So where the last mummy was, did terrible in the U S this mummy exploded and, uh, gross worldwide did $415 million. So, I mean, the plot of this movie is kind of similar to the last one in the sense there's a mummy there's a guy and a girl and there's weird stuff happening but in this one the characters actually make sense there's actually a plot uh brendan fraser is a soldier that was a part of a battle at this city of the dead and then he goes to prison and then he gets saved by rachel wise and she needs him to take him back to the city and then a bunch of crazy stuff happens but That's pretty good summer honestly <laughs> i think you nailed it that's pretty much it uh, you, but, you, i don't think you mentioned the mummy but that's okay well the mummy is part of the crazy <laughs> stuff it's in the title the, okay. the mummy mentions himself but I mean, he's only the name of the movie he might get a shout out but yeah i gotcha yeah but <laughs> this movie was for me growing up this is one of my favorite movies i watched it a lot out did did you like this movie a lot growing up or what was your experience I never saw this movie because I was terrified of it and I hadn't even seen it, but it's because I went to Universal Studios and they have the mummy ride and I had never seen the movie. And Anne was like, oh my God. Yeah. My sister's like, let's go, let's get on here. And I'm like, sure, whatever. Sounds fun. It'll be like sand, desert, maybe a mummy, no big deal. And like, I didn't know about those fucking bugs. If that's a thing and that's the, like the you know scarabs yeah the scarabs real bugaboo for me i really <laughs> bugs are my bugaboo you might say and uh yeah so when like you get through the ride and it like hurls you so fast like it goes insanely fast then you get to like the end you see the mummy thing and then they start making the sound of like the bugs running towards you and then they start like blowing air on your feet and shit so that it feels like they're crawling on you. And I started freaking out. And then they shoot you backwards through the whole thing. And so like, I, I was like, I think I'm good. I don't need to see the, that movie. That was horrifying. <laughs> and so, yeah, I did not grow up with this. I knew it, everyone loved it. And I was just like a little bit too scared. Like I could handle Indiana Jones, but like the second one scared me when I was growing up. So I was like, I don't think I can handle this movie <laughs> for sure. It's got better effects. It's going to look more real. So, yeah, but now I love it. Once I finally saw it, like, I think I saw it in 2020. So only two years ago. Wow. Yeah. And I watched all of them. I love Uh, the mummy now. I'm a huge mummy fan. I used to be a scaredy cat, but now I've got balls. So not literal, but (laughs) just FYI. Gotcha. Uh, So, yeah, this was this uh, this came out in 1999. so wow, you you saw this in 2020. So way after. So the Late special the party <laughs> special effects must have been a little jarring for you. But only when only really like like I can handle like you know I know it's from 99. It's better than the new Mummy in my opinion. Yeah. But I think the really thing that only bothered me was like in the second one with 
with the rock when he's like half scorpion half the rock or whatever and he just looks like i mean it's a cartoon character it's so bad pretty bad (laughs) yeah pretty shoddy but other than that i mean i still thought it worked for me i mean yeah it's not great still but it's better than like i mean it still gets me (laughs) i i think it's aged pretty well like yeah the bugs has (laughs) <laughs> for that sure those are still those are still creepy so yeah in 1999 here's some other movies that came out um star wars phantom menace awesome uh, lots of cgi in that one uh, the sixth sense great movie yeah um one of my favorite disney movies tarzan thank you phil collins for everything you did you did that for us he's a hero <laughs> uh austin powers yeah baby and <laughs> the first that, one yep the first one yeah wow. and then and then also the matrix so 99 wow. was it's a good year yeah a lot, a lot of great movies i don't think i saw any of those that year but well we were like nine years old <laughs> exactly, so probably yeah. not no yeah but i do agree great movies great year and like the there's a start of a lot of like series of films in that year too it's oh like. yeah yeah several 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 franchises yeah, um, I mean, I think we just we were ready for a new Indiana Jones at this point, right? I mean, that's yeah, pretty much what this movie is. Th- it really is. This is yeah, this is a pure adventure comedy horror movie. It's got more horror than Indiana Jones, but just a little bit because there's also like faces melting <laughs> off and fucking snakes and horrible shit, spiders, all that great stuff. Well, and this movie is definitely scarier than the 2017 Mummy. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, if you're scared of that, then there's just no helping you. (laughs) (laughs) Like, the only thing that's scary is how bad the movie is. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, I mean, we have to talk about Brendan Fraser. We have Uh, to. This was this was like the Brendan Fraser moment. Like, this is when the world just like loved Brendan Fraser. He was. A funny guy before he had done like George of the Jungle and Airheads. It's my favorite is George of the Jungle. He's always the funny guy. This movie, this was like his his uh, Die Hard. Like Bruce Willis's mm-hmm. action hero life started with Die Hard. This was yeah. his Die Hard. This is when he became a, a hot guy action hero. Me oh, and Sarah yeah. were watching this and she's like, God, Brendan Fraser's hot. I'm like, I know. He's yeah, watch, watch him in Georgia the Jungle. He's literally wearing a loincloth the entire movie, <laughs> and he has long hair, and he's just fucking gorgeous. Everything about him, he's perfect, and he's he's also like just so you just always root for him. He's just so like got this positive like kind of carefree goofy vibe that I'm just I love. He's perfect. Yeah. He's great for this movie. Like he is the I guess kind of like Harrison Ford. Like he can carry this and has the right like romance, but also adventure action guy kind of mix. But he's a little bit more goofy and fun, which I like. He really balances the action hero and the comedy. Totally. Like (laughs) one of my favorite lines is when they're on the boat and the boat's getting attacked and then it gets set on fire, set on fire. And then they're like jumping off the boat and the guy's like, And then he just jumps off the boat. God, he just gets a lot of really good lines in this movie. You know, he's just and those like little, yeah, funny. Just he's very funny. 
and I don't know if he, I mean, I, I think he was funny in George of the Jungle personally. But yeah. I feel like this movie, he was really able to just like go with it. Like when the mummy like screams at him, he like screams back at it. He's great. And every time he's like, oh, Evelyn, <laughs> like <laughs> Rachel Wise, because there's always some fucking trouble going on. And she's like trying to figure <laughs> something out, running around. <laughs> I love his relationship with Benny. Yes. Benny. <laughs> it's like Benny's always screwing him over. And there's just always a goodbye, Benny. Then he throws <laughs> yeah. him off the boat. <laughs> so long, Or Benny. like when he's like at the beginning, he's like, are you going to stick around for this one? And he's like, your strength gives me strength. <laughs> and then he just turns and runs. That guy. So his name is Kevin J. O'Connor. And he is in every single one of this director's movies. And oh, really? Yeah. We could talk about him in a minute, but I want to circle back to him because he's fucking excellent in every single one and he's really funny and always weird let's let's just let's just go right into it yeah we can we can come back to brendan brendan, brendan fraser okay yeah. i mean i love brendan fraser don't get me wrong i could gush about him all day but we can't do a whole podcast about the fraser laser i mean one time we should though <laughs> i think people would be here for it right now especially but yeah, so Kevin J. O'Connor, so he plays Benny in this movie, that like fucking slimy dude who just like screws everyone over and works for the mummy. I love that part when the mummy's coming at him and he's reciting all the like prayers in different languages yeah. to be like, oh, that one doesn't work. Okay. And like just changing. Yeah. He's in um, Van Helsing, which is also directed by Stephen Summers. And he plays Igor, which I didn't recognize him at first because like the makeup. Yeah. And he's wearing this whole like creature look. Kinda. That's the perfect role for him. It literally is. And he's such like a funny jackass in that too. He's like always screwing everyone over too. And then he's also in Deep Rising, which I hadn't seen until recently. And it's like underwater tentacle creature attacking a boat, a cruise ship and a bunch of dudes. And he's in that. And he's fucking hilarious in that as well. He's great. <laughs> I love him. He's a really good. I just enjoy that he's in all of these movies and he's always somebody that like, even if he's playing a total asshole, I still enjoy him being in the movie. He's still funny. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so you said that the director did this and Van Helsing. Mm -hmm. oh, man, why didn't this guy just end up doing the, the monster universe? I don't know because he also like the both of those of, both these movies are great. Yeah, and then the ending of Deep Rising, which I was like, what the fuck? They like end up on an island, and spoiler alert, they hear like King Kong in the trees. So he was like setting up a King Kong sequel, starting the <laughs> monster verse before that was cool. I mean, I think I think Deep Rising came out in '98 too. So this was like at least like wow. seven years before fucking Peter Jackson made his. So. This guy was this guy was ready for franchises before franchises. I mean, right? I, he literally was. He had plans for like Van Helsing two and three, and fucking for some reason, people didn't want that. I still want it. I don't care how old Hugh Jackman gets. Give me some more Van Helsing. I don't get why people hate Van Helsing. That's a fun movie. It's like the best. I mean, just for the fact that it incorporates Dracula, the Frankenstein monster, and werewolves all into one story and it works yeah it's fucking incredible i he's mean great. he should be in charge of any monster movie ever i love <laughs> this guy he's does great like action horror i think that's like his sweet spot because the two mummies that he did are great and then yeah deep rising is has similar. he done anything recently not for a while but he was oh he did oh yeah he did gi joe rise of cobra in oh. 2009 
and then Odd Thomas 2013. Oh. Yeah. And so pretty much I it looks like after Van Helsing, for some fucking reason, <laughs> things just were not great <laughs> for him, Bummer. which is so bizarre. Bummer. Yeah, I don't know. But I would say, like, wherever you are, Stephen Summers, give us give us your King Kong. Give us your <laughs> Mummy 5. Give us, like, fucking another ocean horror movie. Whatever you want to do. Van Helsing 3, 2, 5. All of them. I'll take it anything. I love this guy. He's got a really fun vibe. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's a good time. So then let's go back to Brendan Fraser. Yeah, okay. So... Yeah, Brendan Fraser, you know, this was his thing. He also did um, Blast from the Past this same year, which is another great movie. Brendan Fraser. And then he did Bedazzled a couple of years later, which is another all-timer. Excellent movie. Him and Elizabeth Hurley are great in that movie. And his whole, like, thing where he is always making wishes to be different. And, like, I, I always love the really sensitive guy. He's yeah. like on the beach and he always just cries at the sunset and he's like, can't stop crying. And she's like, okay, like too emotional. It's so good. He's really great in that movie. Like all of the different parts he plays, he's excellent. He has such yeah. range. I know it's a, like a joke kind of comedy movie, whatever, but he's excellent. Yeah. And then Brendan Fraser goes through a real rough patch. Uh, he He does a series of not so great movies like Deadly Do Right. And then, you know, he had the weird thing happen where he was sexually assaulted by like a, a movie. Was it like a studio head or? It was someone at the HFPA, the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. And they like yeah. totally denied it, made him like they wanted him. Yeah, like no one make... believed him. Well, yeah. And I don't think he made a statement about it officially until like the Me Too movement. And he was like ready to speak up yeah. finally because he didn't know and he was scared and he didn't want to ruin his career. And it's just like really sad because. Yeah, like it it clearly like it had a huge effect on him and yeah, messed with his head a lot. And yeah, he's he just kind of stopped doing movies like the last like notable movie he did was Crash. Mm -hmm. um, which was like the same year that this this happened mm -hmm. and then like yeah he just kind of stopped doing movies he was on like a couple like tv shows he was on my favorite show scrubs and he's my favorite guest character on that yeah. show he he plays dr cox's brother-in-law and he's just he's amazing but yeah and then i think the like the last big movie he did was the the mummy the third one the dragon is that the title yeah the mummy like, the third the one the dra <laughs> the third the one. tomb of the, the dragon emperor i know what it is i haven't seen it but but yeah then like he he had done so much damage to his body over the years of like just constantly being in shape that he had to have like a spinal surgery that didn't take and so he had to have the surgery again God. And that just like wrecked him. And then so that's when he like gained all of his weight. So if you've seen him like at any point in the last couple of years, like he looks completely different yeah. just because of those surgeries. Then he got a really messy divorce and all this stuff. And so he's just been like run through the, the worst know. of the worst. And it sucks because he's so wonderful. And he seems like just the nicest guy. That it's yeah. like the, so upsetting that like any of this would happen to him, let alone all of it. 
Yeah. Well, and then something, you know, just happened recently, which was kind of the inspiration for, for us doing this movie. So, so tell me, tell me, tell me what was going on recently. Cause I know you have been following it more than I have. Yeah. I mean, it was just, um, just recently at the, the premiere of the, the whale, which is the new movie that he's in. He's literally, his comeback this year consists of a film, the whale by Darren Aronofsky. And then he's also going to be in the new, uh, Martin Scorsese movie the killers of the flower moon with Leo DiCaprio. So he's mm. just like coming back in swinging, coming but the hot. whale just had its first premiere at a festival recently. And he got like a 10 minute or six minute, whatever standing ovation, which I still don't, I can't wrap my hand around. I, I could never do that. I don't care. I, I would just leave. stand there for six minutes, six minutes. Oh my God. One <laughs> round of applause. One minute would be too long. I would feel, and he's just so adorable. He's literally like crying throughout it. And all these videos are going around. And then he does that little like, oh, shucks, like kick. And he's just like so cute. And he like bows. I mean, it's just adorable. And I love how everybody's just like obsessed with him again. And I'm like so happy for him. And I still think my favorite tweet, though, that I saw recently with all of this was uh, I'm sure I'm sure Brendan Fraser really loves that we're all treating him like a three legged dog. <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> look at him go. He's back. He's doing so good. I'm just so happy for him. <laughs> I saw I saw a, a video and it was like him being interviewed on like TikTok or something. And the it was like this young girl that was like interviewing him and he and she was like saying, The whole internet loves you. We are so happy that you are back, that you're gonna be in roles. Like we are so excited. Like you have support. And like he starts crying I know, on that I interview. That and it's just so like so adorable. Oh, just can't not love this guy i mean god i mean even if they kept the new mummy as is if they had replaced tom cruise with brendan fraser i think i still would have enjoyed it a oh, lot th people would have gone back just to see <laughs> just yeah. to see that i think that's what i'm saying and i just uh, i'm just so into everything that he's doing and all of his movies i've always loved him i don't think there's a movie where i've been like eh fuck him like he's great <laughs> in everything yeah. i always just i'm so happy that he's having a big moment again and Hopefully things are taking a positive turn because if anyone fucking deserves it, it's Brendan fucking Fraser. It is. Brendan motherfucking Fraser. Fraser laser. <laughs> Fraser laser. I love him. But yeah. He's, and he's I, I also think he has great chemistry with Rachel Wise. That so good. Especially so good. <laughs> so wait, hold on, real quick. What order did you watch these in? Did did you make the mistake? you made the mistake? Yeah, I watched this one. I watched the 1999 Mummy, and then I watched immediately afterwards the 2018 or whatever the fuck that came out, 2017 <laughs> Mummy, and it was just the worst. I was like, I feel like I have to like take get mouthwashed, like get this taste out of my mouth of this fucking movie. I'd watch like five movies just to make myself feel better. <laughs> that is the worst. Because you start off on such a high and then you just bring oh. yourself down. I was like, I think I'm going to just have to go back and watch The Mummy again, which I did, like the 1999 again. And I just feel so much better. So I was like really defeated when we were talking about The Mummy, like I, yeah. the new one. I was just, I was so negative going into that. So I was like, God, this blows. <laughs> but yeah, you're, you're totally right. Like the chemistry, especially comparing those two movies and the leads, the chemistry is just totally different. Like, you have no chemistry. Like the only chemistry that I think that's maybe worse than 
the 2017 mummy is Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard in Jurassic World. I, I'm not convinced they even filmed scenes in the same room. It's sad because their chemistry is the best in the first Jurassic World, like by the newest one. Oh, I God. was just like, do they even really care about each other? <laughs> like, I don't get this. And then like the second one, again, just kind of random and it doesn't make any sense. So yeah, they just really <laughs> fucked that up. But yeah, it really matters. It makes a huge difference. Yeah, like Brendan Fraser and Rachel Wise are so good in this. I know. Like from the jump. I and mean, they play like kind of the typical opposite attracts yep. kind of thing. Yeah. But it's so charming. It's so you charming. Know, it's it's so good how they they annoy each other, but like they're kind of attracted to each other. And then oh, they they're just, definitely they yeah. they actually just start coming together, which is the thing I hated in the 2017 one. I'm like, there's no development of their relationship at all. They are just around each other. And it's just like love is a familiarity over time. And it's like, no, like, no. Didn't he like <laughs> sleep with her at the beginning of the movie and steal that, all of her shit? So like, yeah, yeah. I don't know what the deal is there. But if he was like at the end of that movie, if I were her, I would have cut his head off myself. The the one of my favorite scenes is the when they get to the city of the dead and they're and she's drunk at the fire. Yes, I was just about it's to say that's so like my cute. favorite. But I am proud of what I am. And what is that? I am a librarian. She just keeps up with him perfectly and like she they both grow so much over the movie and it makes sense that they're together i do also enjoy the the added the brother for the comedic relief oh, he's great he's so good i love the part when um when the people that protect the city and try to prevent the mummy from coming back when they invade the camp and the brother is just drinking from the scotch or whatever and he's just like yeah, he's just shooting. shooting. It's so good. He's great the entire time. Everything he does is just he's hilarious. And I'm I also I feel like I would be like that kind of a character in this kind of a situation. <laughs> I would not be the smart one figuring everything out. I would not be the swashbuckling like super action hero. I would be the fucking idiot that's getting drunk and like like but also somehow makes it through the movie maybe i mean like the part when all the zombie things come out and they're all like mm -hmm. emo tap and he just starts walking with them and saying it emo it's like that's fucking genius and that's probably what i would fucking do just be like oh yeah i'll just blend in <laughs> he's great i mean the casting all around in this movie like the guy who plays the mummy emo tap yeah excellent it's great doesn't speak a lot but he's great yeah yeah I don't think he has one line in English. I think everything he says yeah. is is in Egyptian. Is that the language? Or is, I don't know. Ancient Egyptian, I believe, Ancient is Egyptian. what the caption said. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, Renee, I'm surprised that you say that you would end up living through this because I was going to ask you the question of at what point do you just kill yourself? You know, yeah. in horror movies, that's your go-to. So I mean, I'm not going in the tomb or wherever the fuck they're going digging for shit. There's just no way. I don't care what gold is in there. I will stay outside and hide. <laughs> like that's what I would do. I would be that, but then I wouldn't be there. No one would bring me on a trip like this. <laughs> I serve no purpose. <laughs> I don't. I don't pickpocket important keys from people like the brother at least does. But if I was to be there by some fucking chance or like you know accidentally someone picked me instead of somebody else 
then I would probably be the brother. But also, yeah, I don't I wouldn't get into these scenarios. I don't I don't think I would I would just try and ditch at every the, point. The moment you saw one of the scarabs is probably I mean, that guy also, yeah, I wouldn't also do what that guy does. He was the first to die with the bugs. And he's yeah. like, oh, I hate bugs. It's like, don't ever say what you don't like in a horror movie. Are you kidding? <laughs> That's like the number one like rule for me is like you never say, oh, man, I, you know, what my thing that I hate is is this because that's what's going to fucking kill you 20 minutes into the movie. <laughs> I swear to God, it happens every time. You never say what you're afraid of. Well, and the way that that guy dies is gnarly i mean like yeah. the whole seeing the bug like crawl Crawling. through him that yep. that's creepy but then it going in his head and then him running into the wall like yeah it was upsetting like, Oof. it was extremely upsetting that is why i did not watch this movie for so long and i finally was like okay maybe i can handle it and that part still scared the shit out of me because i don't like it at all that's a nightmare that i didn't know again i'm finding new nightmares all the time things that <laughs> are going to be my new worst fear. And that's definitely up there. I didn't know that was a thing. Are there bugs that can fucking do that? Because gross. <laughs> if that's a real fucking thing. Well, then the second time it happens with the brother, we get one of Brandon Frazier's most badass moments where yeah. he sees it crawling up and he just pulls out the butterfly knife and then just pops it out. <laughs> I know. And it's then like... shoots it. <laughs> like, it's yeah. a fucking bug and he shoots it. I've always wanted to like shoot a spider. I don't know why, but like I just figured it'd make me feel safer to like attack it from a distance. That's the funniest mental image <laughs> I guess, that it might have just you with a gun trying to shoot a spider. I would have to have this is my dream is that I would have a sniper rifle and it instead of like bullets, it's just like a poison dart. You know, you, you want to shoot a dart into a spider? Yeah. <laughs> yeah to kill it are you kidding i think right. it'd be fun i might enjoy it actually i think i think a shotgun is the way to go you need you need the, the that's wide too much spread. damage no no no. i don't need the widespread i need to hit it i need to like get the clicks exactly right i need to like zoom in i need to know for sure that i have it but you'll probably be like 10 feet away yeah well no i'd have to be hella far i'd be like 50 feet away are you kidding <laughs> That's why you get a sniper rifle, so you can attack these things at a distance, because they can fucking run hella fast. So, <laughs> just saying, yeah, the bugs in this movie, I'm not about it. Well, and then the other badass moment of Brendan Fraser, like, there's a lot of badass moments, but, like, there's two moments that, in my head, are just, like, top the tier most badass. badass. Yeah. It's, yeah, the bug butterfly knife thing. The other part, and I think this is mostly because I was a child, was when he is when the, the guards invade the camp and he lights the stick of dynamite. Yeah. And he just like holds it. And he's like, what are you going to do? And then they're like, all right, we're done. We're leaving the lock. And then the, the thing's just like still burning. And you're like, what huh? is he just going to toss it? And he just pulls the fuse out. When I was a child, like all movies I had seen up to this point, like dynamite is the end game. That's the yeah. finisher. When you use dynamite, you're done. So to see someone casually neutralize dynamite, my mind was blown. I'm like, what? That's what I'm saying. He, and he keeps his calm the whole time. Like, no big deal. Same with the, the fucking bug when he gets the beetle out. And I'm like, <laughs> the other guy's like, oh, God, don't do that. But I'd be like, yeah, okay, do it, though, because it's <laughs> gross. But with the bugs, I do have a question for you on that. Because I have the same question every time I watch Indiana Jones, especially the first one. But in general, all of them is... Why are there like these ancient burial things under like, you know, in these places that no one has been to in thousands of years 
and they're filled with all these bugs, like snakes or whatever. Like in Indiana Jones, when they're like, oh, we're going to drop you in this room full of snakes. I'm like, what the fuck are these snakes eating? Are they eating each other <laughs> for like thousands of years? How are how do they know that there's so many in here? Like these guys put them in here and like put a spell on them to make them live forever. Like what the fuck? Same with these beetles. How the fuck? What are they doing for the thousands of years in between the mummy and this guy? Because there's no way that that mummy's corpse fucking saved them for thousands <laughs> of years. They were also locked in that thing with him. Yeah, I don't know. Right? I, it's my biggest question whenever I watch <laughs> one of these movies with all these traps and shit. I'm like, this was set thousands of years ago, right? How the fuck are these things still alive? How do they, <laughs> unless they're magic. That's the only thing I can think of is they must be magic bugs. I think that's the, I think that's just where you're kind of supposed to go. I mean, right. Cause they all <laughs> are like fantasy movies. Yeah. Right? I mean, I, this I, and Indiana Jones, they're all like make believe shit. I feel like it wouldn't be very satisfying if they got into the, the crypt, the tomb or whatever. And there's like, Oh, there's all of this old ancient stuff. And Oh, there's a, it's a little feeding area that, the whole system of fresh food being delivered into this room for all these animals to survive in. I wonder, wonder how that works. <laughs> I feel like that's not, not very re rewarding for the viewer. <laughs> One guy's family for all of eternity, every descendant has to go there and feed those things like once a week. I I'm imagining it's gotta be like, he's dumping fresh bodies or fresh, whatever in there. Cause there's just no way that they're fucking, and if they eat each other, there's got to be one left after all that, right? And if that, I mean, they're probably just all going to eat each other. So I just have too many questions. <laughs> so I feel like, yeah, it doesn't make any logical sense, but it's still fucking scary. Well, and then actually the last Brendan Fraser badass moment, it doesn't necessarily happen on camera. Is it but the he, whole movie? Well, <laughs> yes, but he actually almost died in this movie. Have, have you have you heard the, the story? On yeah, this? when he gets hung. Yeah, when he gets hung, like the 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 stunt stuff like yeah it had some problem and so he like actually passed out and had to be resuscitated yeah it's pretty nuts honestly pretty, and, and then he woke up and then they finished filming the scene so that's, that's just insane. brendan fraser being a badass i know god oh yeah let me get back in there i'm sure you guys <laughs> figured it out for round two right right yeah. how are you gonna know that i'm not just acting though that's the thing i would never want to act like in a life-threatening scenario because if something bad happens you're like nobody's going to do anything because they're going to think I'm screaming because it's actually like for the part, but no. <laughs> yeah. What's the safety word in an acting situation? Pineapple. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And if you're being choked, like hung, how the fuck is he going to say anything? Yeah. He's not going to be able to, he's going to have to just say like this. And it's like, are you acting or what? Are you calling cut? <laughs> the thing I did not remember rewatching it is when they do the hanging scene, like, and they drop him, like you see it's a stunt person, obviously, but like you see somebody drop and mm -hmm. like hit the bottom. And I'm like, how did they do that stunt? It's the same. I learned this probably from. Well, I'm sure it's probably not exactly the same, but, you know, the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes one uh, movie. I don't remember. Oh, OK, well, he like has to like he figures out later at the end of the movie how the killer like was able to be hung by the neck and not die. And he has like some contraption on his back like a oh. like a brace or something that like hooks into it so like the person like whatever they're when they hook it up it hooks up to the back not the neck gotcha okay so that's yeah, like, what's really supporting you versus your neck so yeah it does look like that but it's it's probably gotcha. something similar i would imagine okay because yeah like when i saw it i was like there was no cuts I was like, whoa, whoa <laughs> yeah did they just fucking kill a guy for a movie i mean jesus so i mean 
the last thing that I kind of wanted to talk about was um, was really the the CGI. The CGI obviously looks dated, but I thought it it looked it looked good. Like yeah, not not too bad. Th- honestly, they did they did a lot of stuff practically. Mm-hmm, that and makes a big difference. So you can see the scenes where it's a lot of CGI, but like it's just like I don't know, like wide shots of like when the fireballs are raining down, like that whole thing is CGI. They're not mixing that in too much. Yeah, but like none of it really distracted me too much. No, and you know it's crazy how they did the practical effects with like the sandstorm with like his face in it. Like that's practical. That that was, that was super his face cool. blown up. No, I'm just kidding. That was definitely visual effect. <laughs> <laughs> you did not react like I thought you were going to be like, what? No, it wasn't. <laughs> You're supposed to get mad at me. But yeah, Tom Cruise, <laughs> he fucking would have like Wizard of Oz that shit. Like made his face blow up. You know what the sand, uh, the sand face always reminds me of? Remember those old like blocks that had all the pins and needles on it? And you like put your hand yeah. in and then it shows it on the other side. It looked like that when you like put your face on. That's so true. That's exactly what it looks like. They probably <laughs> use that as like a fucking reference for the CGI. They're like, I mean, that's basically the same, right? We're going to go for that look. People know what that is. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. But you know, like even even like the sandstorm and stuff, like I thought all that stuff looked looked good. Yeah. You know, the, the there's a couple things that look a little dated. Like I thought the you know, when they mix CGI with um, Emotep, like the actual actor, like obviously that's going to look a little dated and him like transforming into a yeah. person. But I, I thought it all was. It's not too bad. Yeah, it it, it was not bad. Not no. bad at all. Sometimes it's like if the movie's good and there's like some not perfect CGI, but like you notice it. It's like if the movie's good, you just don't give a fuck because yeah. you're like, I'm already in. You get over it because you're just like, yeah, I'm here. Yeah. For it. You know, it it wins you over. And this movie totally does. Yeah. It has everything going for it. And it's just like, I mean, after like, I think Pirates might be my favorite adventure movie. But I would say like The Mummy is like up there with Indiana Jones. Those are like, I mean, too bad we don't have five like The Mummy 5 coming out with Brendan Fraser. I would be <laughs> here for that. <laughs> oh. oh, actually, I just remembered the last badass Frasier moment. And this is my favorite moment. Is this moment. the final, final this submission? Is, this or are you going to have one again? No, no, this is it. Because this is probably my favorite thing in the entire movie. I laughed so hard. <laughs> and then Sarah started laughing because I laughed. And I rewatched it like three times. It's the scene when Brandon Frazier throws the chair at Benny. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he just nails him with it. It is perfect yeah so good it really is all of his interactions with benny are just perfect every time i'm always just like god these two should have done like five movies together they're great really should. great great energy and like but they would have been a great buddy cop movie <laughs> well if it ain't my little buddy benny i think i'll kill you <laughs> think of my children you don't have any children someday i might shut up but yeah, the chair throw, it's that and the malignant chair throw are my two favorite chair throws ever. That could be an episode. Let's talk about some good chair throws. It might be too much WWE in there for me. But yeah, excellent. But yeah, this movie is just, it's great. Such a uh, good time. And I'm glad. Yeah. As much as I hate the 2017 one, I'm glad that we watched both these together. Because now I just... And just like I never need to watch it again. I've watched 
watched them both and that one was bad and this one is just so much better now because i know i just remember how bad that one is i'll never forget just because i i now have these together in my head <laughs> exactly yeah i do feel like watching them together at least you're like okay well at least we got something good but it's sad that the shitty one came out more recently because it's like well i bet no one's gonna fucking try to remake the mummy for a while which maybe that's a good thing you know maybe we don't need a remake right away they're doing i will say like since they're not doing any spin-offs of the dark universe shit they are doing like in like they're going towards more like a singular vision for each filmmaker and kind of making mm -hmm. it their own and not like a shared universe which I'm here for. I don't think these guys, I mean, it's like they're not the Avengers. That's the thing. They're not teaming up. If anything, they're always against each other, right? Yeah. Like that was what I liked about Van Helsing is it had all these three, but it's not like they were like, let's team up and fight the other bad guy. It's like, yeah. no, no, you guys are not supposed to get along. And like, what's the point? Like, again, the mummy needs to be set in the fucking desert in Egypt. Like, that's the whole point. You don't need to set it in London just so you can fucking throw in whatever the fuck his name is, Jacqueline Hyde. That's yeah. stupid. I don't care about him. Give me his yeah. own movie, maybe. But again, give me a transformation, at least. After I rewatched Van Helsing after The Mummy, because I was like, the new and one. And he's in that one also. In yeah. The very Van, beginning. Yeah, he is. And I totally had forgotten. And I was like, oh, yeah. And he looks like hella scary. Yeah. He's creepy. Big, big dude. Like, that was a real transformation. Whereas Russell Crowe's just like, oh, I got some colored veins now and my eyes are yellow. And I'm talking with a Cockney accent. I can't even do it, Jesus. <laughs> but it's horrible. <laughs> All right, last question. Um, I, I think we both can agree. Uh, Brandon Fraser, Rick O'Connell definitely kills Tom Cruise in a one-on-one -on -one fight. Uh, yeah. I mean, Tom Cruise can maybe run away from him, but <laughs> that's about all he can do. And maybe jump out of a plane and kill himself that way. That's that's kind of what I think. But but yeah, Brendan Fraser could take him. And also, at the very least, he can throw a chair at him. And that he wins. I mean, Game as over. we saw with Malignant, that move fucking takes him out. <laughs> right everybody thanks for sticking around with this nice just long discussion about a good mummy and a bad mummy i think uh i'm glad we ended on the good note an awful mummy the worst kind of mummy put it back in the coffin start sarcophagus uh yeah i agree let's just pretend we never talked about it but i'm glad nobody had anything positive to say at least so <laughs> Anyways, next week. Yeah, what are we doing next week? <laughs> we're doing something a little different next week, which is always fun. We're still, you know, warming up for Halloween. I know we're a month out. But anyways, uh, so this week we thought, you know, with fantasy football starting back up, don't worry, we're not doing a football movie. We are going to do a fantasy draft for a squad of villains. Of monsters. They're not all monsters. We have different categories. Anyways, we're doing a villains draft this week. We'll have different categories. We can each choose one from each category. And once we have drafted our teams, we will then present our strategies as to how each team would obliterate the other one. Fight to the death. Yeah. It's pretty fun. And it's... You're going down. Yeah. Okay. Well. I have a feeling that I will be the winner. Once we present our strategies, then we're gonna be looking to all of you, the listeners. We will be asking you to tell us who you think 
was the real winner. Obviously, we're going to each pick ourselves. So, you know, I think it's really obvious that I will have won. But, you know, I'd love to hear what everybody thinks. And so we'll give you the details on how that'll all work for voting. But we're really excited to share that with you. It was a real fun time recording it. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a good time. Just mixing it up. You know? Exactly. Who doesn't <laughs> love some good horror villains? Exactly. Just a good little appetizer before October. Exactly. I mean, then officially for everybody else in the world, spooky season starts, not just for the creeps. So. Going down. Well, in the meantime, everyone, freshen up on your favorite monster movies. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you next week. But in the meantime, you know, do all the social media things. Follow us in all the places. Like and subscribe and give us a five-star rating if you really like us. If you don't, you know, I guess you can rate us too, but <laughs> we'd prefer those five stars, guys. So rate us wherever you listen to your podcast. All the places. But till next week, everyone, take care of yourself. And the regular exclusive, out. Stay spooky. Stay spooky.